Boom. Boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Kill the stream. Kill it. Where's your Blake Bortles now? <laughs> boom. 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 Triple boom. Kill it. Murder the stream. Kill it. Peyton. Jimmy. Boom. Hey, guess what? Guess what? Boom. Fantasy Football Podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season. It's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Uh, not much. I'm just sort of uh, uh, loving how uh, Darter is basking in the glow of, of Peyton's big day. Uh, although it's worth pointing out that I think Austin Davis came within a couple points of Peyton. But I'm just saying, Darter. I'm just saying. Yeah, man. And Jimmy Graham got hurt, to be fair. <laughs> to to be fair, yes, it's the it's Darter's worst day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week was definitely a weird week. Sorry. Also, before we start, sorry that I might sound weird, and I hope you don't get my sickness, Denny. Oh, I, via I the via the Skype machine. Right. Well, I am. I'm wearing a surgical mask. That's good. That's well, good. A long pea suit that I usually wear. Nice. Nice. Pod, so it's it's good. But I wanted to mention that this uh, podcast, as per usual, is. Sponsored by the good folks at Sportable. Uh, you can check them out at sportable.is uh, and on Twitter at SportableNFL. They have uh, a couple really good things this week, including a, uh, a, week sit, a week six fantasy chat with TJ Hernandez, who uh, is a really solid writer uh, for 4 for 4. Um, he's also a, a consultant at Draft Day Consultants. Uh, and uh, I know, you know, there's a, there's a lot of. Um, a lot of questions out there uh, every week, especially as we get you know in the lead up to th- the Thursday night game, uh, and not all of them. I know I'm not able to answer all of them. I'm sure it's the same with you, JJ. Yeah. So uh, someone like TJ, who's very good at what he does, uh, is out there ready to answer uh, any and all uh, questions that come to him through through Sportable. So check it out, Sportable dot is NFL on the Twitter. Very nice. Yes. Can't forget about Sportable, and they're awesome. And our and our buddy Sal, as we we have to point out every time, the kingpin. Um. So yeah, last week was was really weird. Uh, I was actually I didn't get to watch the early games really because I went to watch uh, Team Tressman here in Carolina, here yeah. in, here in Charlotte. That was pretty sweet. Got to yeah. 
for the first time in my life, I had like no rooting interest at a, at a live NFL game. Uh, the only thing I was rooting for was fantasy points. <laughs> and I, I got to see I got to see the most Jay Cutler performance of all time. Oh, total D gaff performance. It was it was unbelievable, dude. Like I it just it was it was amazing just to to watch him destroy in the first half and get like 20 fantasy points in the first half. And then watch Matt Forte, you know, do his thing. Uh, and then just that complete disaster in the second half. It was just yeah. amazing. You know, it, with with Cutler and Stafford to uh, to an extent it's like once something goes wrong, it's just it's just total degaff from there. Yeah, and if, yeah. And if you don't know what degaff is, look it up on the Google. But you know, it just it just looks like one thing, and boom, he's done. And and, and to be fair, like it wasn't. It, it's not even. It it'll be it'll be blamed on Cutler. Uh, it'll be Cutler's fault. But like there are things like Matt Forte fumbling close to the red zone, uh, the the opponent's red zone, and stuff like that. And but it's you know it's it's Cutler's fault in the end. And it was just. It was just so funny. I was there with uh, friends that are Bears fans that were in town uh, from Cincinnati where we met them, and uh, I was wearing a Mike Ditka Bears jersey because it's part of my crazy collection. But the the people there were, were talking junk to me because I'm wearing a Bears jersey, and they're, they're going to trash talk. Meanwhile, my team whooped their ass two weeks ago in Charlotte. But it was, mm. it was, it was fun. It was, a, it was a good time, but it was – I, I keep telling people it was like watching fantasy football in real life. Well, I, that's that's so that's definitely the future when we're all wearing our like virtual reality helmets. Yeah, yeah. And, and watching uh, uh, football just like you did. What, wait, which uh, jersey did you? What's that? You wear? Just out of curiosity. Uh, which jersey did you wear? Uh, I was wearing my Mike Mike Didka. Oh, your Didka. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I had a had a Bears Didka jersey on. I was supporting the University of Pittsburgh in essence. Uh, but it was, uh, it was cool. It was really fun. Kelvin Benjamin kind of looked like crap, but uh, uh, I know that's not the only thing that looked like crap last week, though. No, I would say that. <laughs> oh, oh, you were gonna talk about our streaming picks. I was gonna talk about our Apex matchup. Oh, hey yo! Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That yeah. was rough, man. That was super rough. To those for those who didn't see that on Twitter, Denny didn't need I, I needed Russell Wilson to score 34 points on Monday night to beat Denny in a league and and it happened yeah, well here's the thing I have Andre Ellington in almost every league right so his like 65 yard touchdown put right. me over the, put me over the top uh in every league you know it was it was tight it was neck and neck and boom that happened and I was like all right I win great um and I lost in all of those, so I have him in three leagues. I lost in every one of those league leagues by a combined three point four points. The worst, the absolute worst. I mean, that, what, that's why I, fantasy football sucks, dude. I I, I really I, I I'm really trying to like recover mentally from it, but and and you know I this this would have put me into a mental ward uh, a few years ago, like <laughs> yeah, right. I, I mean, really, I mean, like I would have been, you know, Xavier would have just had to visit me like every every few weeks for the rest of his life, because rest of my life, because I, I would have never been the same. Wow. Wow. That's that's rough. The same kind of thing happened to me, too. Outside. Like I I was messaging you afterwards after that game. And I was like, I needed that so bad because yeah. my week had had gone. So and and it doesn't it seem like every time seasonal does well or poorly, the opposite happens in daily. It, it almost never fails. It's a, it's a, an amazing anecdotal fact of life. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever had a good week because I had a great week in daily fantasy this week. I didn't lose a single cash game this week. And then I go and I play season and I go three and eight and it was terrible. I almost went two and nine because of that stupid Apex League game. <sighs> yeah, well, man, you got it. So, you know what, though? As I soon- got my revenge, man. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I guess. But still, that hurt. I mean, that's that's like a thing where I knew when Wilson had 80 rushing yards at halftime, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, well, I'm pretty much I'm pretty much toast here. But I was just hoping, you know, that they would shut it down offensively at some point. But no. Yeah, that was that game was ridiculous. It's just to, just to show you that anyone playing Washington's uh, defense is probably so, going to be a top five quarterback that week. I mean, really, that's that's really not like a far flung thing. I mean, you know, if uh, I know if Drew Stanton starts this weekend, he's not top five. But you know, besides that, you them. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. I think you know we'll we'll get into that with with Carson. Uh, but let's look at Week Five picks from last week. You know, it's uh, we were talking about this before we started. The we our Week Four picks. Uh, were were awesome from a quarterback perspective. From we had good tight ends, defenses were decent. This week defenses were great. You had Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. I I was off Pittsburgh. I was very open about that on the podcast. Um, and then Blake Bortles just didn't didn't show up. That offense, the Jaguars' offense, didn't show up. It was uh not even close to the high score, a, a relatively high scoring affair that I thought it would be. Um, and it's a shame because I feel like like seventy five percent of the podcast was was devoted to that game last week. Right. Well, I mean, it it, it should have been. I like I I wrote in my uh, four quarterback streaming column this week that I you know I don't have any any regrets uh, about recommending Bortles in that article because and and then on the podcast because uh, there were so many statistical signs that pointed toward him playing well yeah. uh, and. Uh, you know he and I'm look. Okay, it sounds like excuses, whatever. But um, the Jaguars receivers, including Alan Hearns, had three first quarter drops that right. that would have kept the chains moving, kept the offensive momentum, kept something going forward for Bortles and company. And uh, you know when that didn't happen, it just went downhill from there. Um, so you know it's just you know the Jags offense, I guess, is always is always going to give us a, a, a low, a scary low floor. Yeah, yeah, but you did get the 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 Pennsylvania defenses each scored touchdowns, so uh, it was it was defensive touchdowns galore for those. I don't know where they. I think were the Eagles number one last week, or were they close yeah. at least? Yeah, um, they were. And then Pittsburgh had to have been top five ish, right? Uh, six. Yeah. Yeah. So they were close too. So that was solid week defensively. Our tight ends again. It was Heath Miller and and, and Clay Harbor. Clay, don't call me a vacation spot Harbor. <laughs> Um, they both had three catches. Heath had 46, so he was respectable in PPR leagues, uh, but Harper only had 22. And then Garrett Graham completely just shat on the whole play tight ends against Dallas uh, and, and had one catch for three yards. So, grats, Garrett Graham. Thanks for screwing up living the stream. I, you know, I, I was saying on, on Twitter this week, uh, there are offenses now that I wouldn't mind almost totally divesting in. And yeah. Houston is one. Uh, Jacksonville is another. Oakland, obviously, is one. I, I named a couple others. But, but I mean, that that Houston offense, besides Arian Foster, is atrocious. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's really tough. Like, you, 
you know, like Andre Johnson's not the same guy uh, statistically or even just watching games. Uh, and the thing with DeAndre Hopkins is that he's super talented. He just doesn't have the quarterback, the right quarterback throwing on the ball. Uh, he's, he, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to have a couple blow up games every once in a while, but it's not, it's not predictable. It's not easy to, to plug him into your lineup. Uh, fortunately, he started well with his touchdown scoring, but that offense in general is just really, really tough, really tough to watch in general. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, so those are our streamers last week. We're transparent. We tell everyone what we did and what we screwed up on, and a lot of screw-ups for me last week. Uh, I had Bortles uh, as as one of the quarterbacks. I had Mike Glennon as another one, who, who was decent. I wish I would have been more confident. Actually, I wish I tweeted about this. I wish I would have been more confident with on the podcast, at least, with Austin Davis last week. And I know that it's hindsight. I understand that. Uh, it's just really frustrating because it's, it was one of those plays where like, I was, I was pretty into, I just didn't bring it up and I wasn't very vocal about it. I even sent a tweet to, to Rich Rebar in a, in a relatively joking way that, that Austin Davis and Brian Quick were going to win someone, someone a million dollars this week. Um, but you know, it's one of those things. It's just really frustrating because like, you know, you're, we're, we're mostly pinpointing three guys on this podcast and, and the three I picked, you know, two of them were, were awful. Joe Flacco was the other one. Um, and the fact that, you know, like you have these other guys that you're, you're not too, too far off on, you know, I, Austin Davis wasn't that far off of those three guys. And obviously he was the one that blows up, but I'm not, I'm not making excuses. I'm just simply saying like it, it's unfortunate. It sucks when that happens. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the, the Philadelphia thing, is uh you know we we should remember going forward that uh teams are running an awful lot of plays against the eagles yeah. that's that's important that gives that gives someone like davis or you know really any quarterback streaming or otherwise a, a a pretty a pretty decent floor against the eagles also the eagles secondary sucks so right it's like the opposite of the dallas cowboys right now yeah it's it which is strange that the cowboys are doing what they're doing but um, so yeah, those were our picks last week: Steelers and Eagles, Bortles, Flacco, and Glennon, and then Heath Miller, Clay Harbor, and Garrett Graham. So, if last week was the first week you tuned into Living the Stream, I'm sure you're not listening this week. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Peace out. Yeah. All right, Denny. Let's uh, let's get into some week six streamers. Who do you got uh, defensively? All right. Well, uh, in the don't overthink it category. Uh, I have to recommend the Chargers again. I feel I feel like Chargers have been on this featured on the show for uh, at least four weeks now. I guess um, out of the six, uh, but you know they they play Oakland, which you know as as usual is a is an organization and a team and an offense in total disarray. Um, the chart the the Raiders have you know basically no chance of 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 stopping the San Diego offense as hot as it is right now. <laughs> And you know that's that's what we want. We want we want bad quarterbacks, inaccurate quarterbacks throwing lots of passes in catch-up mode. Um, the uh, the 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 Chargers are a top five um, defense in allowing uh, uh, yards per attempt, so they are actually a pretty decent secondary. Um, the turnovers really haven't been there in bulk yet, but um, you know I can't turn down. A matchup against Oakland, even though it is in Oakland, that changes things a little bit. But uh, I, I'm fine <laughs> making an exception uh, with this one. Um, uh, again, the don't overthink it award goes to 
the Titans playing yep. at home against the Jags. Now, look, I know that the, the, the Titans were looked like a, like a joke uh, for a lot of uh, last week's game against the uh, against the Browns. Yeah. I mean, Hoyer was doing anything that he wanted in that comeback. So, uh, I, I think you know, I think that you have to just trust the matchup and trust that Jacksonville has now given up more points than anybody. When when you uh, when you adjust for strength of schedule, um, uh, Jacksonville is giving up 15 fantasy points per game to opposing defenses. Um, and although I do think I, I'm not giving up on Bortles, I'm not saying that he's like you know a target and a terrible quarterback because I really think that he will have his usefulness later on this season. Uh, but uh, I'm perfectly fine with uh, targeting him. And, and Tennessee, um, even after waivers processed, is still available, I think, in 50 or 60% of leagues. So uh, for me, my, my, my two top streamers are San Diego and Tennessee. Yeah, I dig that. I, it's kind of crazy. I think Tennessee has like three straight games of negative fantasy points. So yeah. like if, 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 you know, if you don't, if you're kind of skeptical about streaming defenses in general, which I don't know how many people are out there still, especially ones who listen to this podcast. But if you are skeptical, um, you know, this is the week where it might be a little frightening to throw them out there. But, you know, like you said, I had the same same feeling when I wrote my 15 transactions article this week. The Tennessee was probably the one that that was out there most from a percentage owned wise that that had the best matchup. Yeah. And I want to say real quick, if you're in a, a particularly deep league. Or, I mean, if you're playing daily and you're looking for an against-the-grain, very cheap option at defense, uh, try the Vikings. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're playing at home. The Vikings' defense has has looked good on and off uh, this season. And they're playing a Calvin-less Detroit team. And we all know what that looks like. I mean, I know know they have Golden Tate now, but I, I don't see him as, you know, that that much of a difference maker you know Matthew Stafford is not Matthew Stafford without Calvin Johnson in the lineup um, and uh, you know this being an away game uh, it's expected to be pretty low scoring according to Vegas projections so uh, the, yeah I mean if you're in a deep league uh, just go go ahead and grab the Vikings and, and hope for the best I mean they're, they're definitely a, a low floor uh, but uh, option but I also think that they're they're, an, they're a high ceiling option in this one yeah, I, I totally agree. That's a good look there with, with the 44-point over-under. Um, and even though uh, Detroit's favored there, I bet you things change uh, once it's more official if and when Calvin doesn't play. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, that sounds good. You get the, the Chargers and the Titans and the Vikings. That's right. Um, all right, on to quarterbacks. I'm going to mention before I kind of get into it that I'm not bringing up uh, Carson Palmer and Jake Locker in this discussion just because of their injuries and not really knowing what's going on, even though they have pretty phenomenal matchups. So uh, just hit us up on Twitter if you have questions, if they do end up playing, because I do think even if Carson Palmer, you know, when he does play, I think he'll, he'll be hopefully close to 100%, but that matchup is so juicy that um, you'll you'll want to throw him out there uh, this week right? Um, if, if he does end up playing. But... Uh, the three quarterbacks that I'm targeting this week. The first one um, is I'm going to just keep targeting that Steelers defense. It's Brian Hoyer. Um, so that's the second straight week that I'm targeting the Steelers defense. Um, they rank 29th against the pass according to, to number fire metrics. So don't let the uh, 
the number of fantasy points against that they I think that they rank like fifth or something in terms of fantasy points against the quarterbacks uh, this year. Don't let that kind of scare you off from Hoyer uh, because again you have to look at who their opponents have been, which is hasn't been strong quarterback play, um, including Hoyer in Week One, um, and and the number fire metrics are adjusted for strength of schedule, and they're not they're not fantasy football focused, they're real football focused, but it it gives you you know, a good idea of what's actually happening on the field. Um, so they actually rank 29th uh, against the pass. The Steelers do. Um, Hoyer has a decent floor. He hasn't scored fewer than 12 points this year, which he had against New Orleans in that uh, crazy game. Uh, and he's coming off, again, as you said earlier, he's coming off a nice performance against Tennessee. He's thrown a touchdown in every single game. Um, and the Browns are two-point favorites with a with a decent 47-point over, over-under. Um, so I think Hoyer's a pretty safe bet this week. He's played well. Uh, he's he's done well despite people wanting Johnny Manziel to play there. Um, so I'm 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 pretty open to to slotting him in my quarterback spot this week if I'm in a pinch. Um, the second guy I want to bring up, he burned us last week, but I don't think you can really overlook the fact that Joe Flacco this week is playing Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa Bay has the worst secondary in the league. Uh, against uh, when, it, when it comes to number fire metrics. I think they rank uh, ninth worst in terms of fantasy points against. Um, they've, they've surrendered two passing touchdowns in every game uh, this year, aside from one in, in St. Louis. The one thing in their favor is the fact that they did play Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, and Drew Brees. Um, I would probably play Hoyer over Flacco because of Flacco's natural variance, as we saw last week. Um, but I think... You know, this isn't necessarily seasonal advice, but I do think that like a Flacco Tory Smith stack is going to be really interesting in daily this this week. He those two would be my 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 Flacco and Tory Smith are going to make someone a millionaire tweet. <laughs> I I'm actually all all aboard that that train, which makes me nervous that everybody will be at yeah. some point. Not everybody, but a lot of people, because uh, I, I wrote about that for my uh, Roto Grinders uh, column uh, for various reasons. But yeah, it's a good call. Yeah, I mean, like you, Tampa Bay gives up a lot of big plays. Torrey Smith, I, I think that there were reports that they said that they wanted to get him involved a little bit more, um, which obviously makes sense because they haven't involved him at all this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Well, I'm just one thing about the Tampa defense. You you said that they're the worst secondary, and they really are. They're giving up a seventy one point five percent completion percent. Right in quarterback 70 and a half that that is the highest in the nfl outside of oakland yeah it's absolutely terrible um they've been they've been awful this year can't believe i still can't believe the steelers lost to them um oh, so my gosh yeah i know hoyer and <laughs> Ho- 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 i'm sick denny i can't comprehend things right now i'm not i don't have good flow right now this is like uh, yeah. this is like this is like this is like if Eminem got like, like, swine oh, can't flu. Wait. I didn't <laughs> say it. I didn't say it. I didn't say the oh. one virus that everyone thought that I would. Oh man! I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a person with that virus, that unnamed virus, in my immediate area. Wow. So, in in DC. Yeah. That's not fun. Um. Anyway, last one that I want to bring up. Uh, I'm not as confident with. Uh, is Ryan Tannehill. Um, the over-under in this game against the, the Packers is 49, with the Packers as three-and-a-half-point favorites. It's in Miami, so that's why. Um, 
you know, my my general fear with this game is that the Dolphins are, are going to have a really, really, really high uh, run to pass ratio. Uh, I think that they're, you know, no Sean's coming back. I think that they're just going to pound the rock against the worst rush defense in the league in Green Bay. Um, so, you know, the, the Packers secondary really hasn't been that bad this year. Uh, they rank ninth in terms of net expected points and fifth uh, in terms of fantasy points against. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not I'm not overly confident in Tannehill. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that the bye week helped and that their game against Oakland before that bye week helped. Um, but, you know, again, it, it is risky. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm also hoping that because it's a high scoring game, he does get some opportunities, maybe maybe Green Bay goes up early. I know that that's not necessarily a given that the quarterback that's down will, will perform well, but um, you know, this is more of a, of an over under play than it is a matchup play per se, because I don't think, you know, the matchup isn't really as good as, as it has been in the past against the Packers and what we've become to, what we've come to expect. The secondary is a lot better than, than what it's been. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, because I, Every time a secondary improves, I, uh, I I die a little inside. Yeah, we lose a quarterback streamer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are the three. Ryan Tannehill, Joe Flacco, and Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer making his first trip to the stream. Wow. All right. Going to get some water at the stream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, wait. No, no, no. He, he was there one, one. Oh, you mean this year? This year, yeah. Okay, we, played yeah. Him, we played him last year. Yeah, uh, I think we recommended him in the game that he in which he was destined to go berserk against the Bills. Yeah, and he shredded his knee because he doesn't know how to slide. Oh yeah, that was that that was that Thursday night game. Oh, never forget, never forgive. Brent Whedon came in. Ugh. Oh boy. All right, let's uh, let's talk tight ends. You don't really, you don't necessarily have. I think that you kind of just agreed with what I was saying. Yes, I. Ends. I agree with both your choices, so you can go ahead and just okay. run through those. It'll be quick. I think the the like deep play tight end this week would be Luke Double L Wilson um, playing against Dallas. I know that Garrett Graham disappointed like like the gym rat that he is would. <laughs> I'm sick, Denny. I'm not funny today. <laughs> it's impossible for me to be. Wait, wait, uh, but but no, but Luke Double L uh, had. Three catches for twenty four catches for twenty eight yards. Yeah, he got he was involved against Washington, which yeah. was good to see. Um I I think, you know, they're playing again, Dallas's uh defense is terrible against tight ends. Yeah. Um and that's that's the upside with them there. That they've given up uh, a touchdown in every game aside from last week. They gave up two against New Orleans and two against San Francisco to tight ends. Um, you know, there's a lot of upside. Uh, you know, he's not necessarily, I think he's more of a desperation play because there's, there's just a lot of like middle ground tight ends out there. Uh, there's just a lot of guys that despite matchups, like, like this week, I really, we, we actually should have brought up Owen Daniels. Uh, I think Daniels is a, is a great play this week. Uh, he'll go up against Tampa Bay who ranks 26th against tight ends. Owen Daniels is getting, uh, involved more and more. Actually, the Buccaneers have given up 20 receptions in the last two weeks to tight ends. Wow. Okay. One of those was against against Heath Miller as well. So I don't know why I didn't think of to bring up Owen Daniels, but like Owen Daniels is a guy that I'd probably that I would play over Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson's just kind of that uh, that deeper dive, uh, you know, in, in deeper leagues. Yeah. And then the other guy just to bring up is Jordan Reed. 
uh, because he's still owned in about 50% of, uh, he's still out there in about 50% of leagues. Um, and he's going up against Arizona, who over the last year and a half have been awful against tight ends, just terrible. Um, and we know that, that offense has been involving the tight end position as we, as we've seen with Niles Paul. Um, so as long as Niles, as long as Jordan Reed's in there, it, it seems as if he's going to be the one getting looks despite Niles Paul's good start. Um, so I would, I would look to pick him up and, and if you need tight end help, throw him into your lineup. We know what he's capable of and yeah. he's, he's capable of being a, a top end, top half tight end one. Right. A, a quick note on Owen Daniels, uh, since Pitta went down. Uh, the day the music died, um, uh, Daniels has been targeted 13 times. He's caught nine balls for 114 yards yeah. uh, in two in two weeks. So I mean that's you know that's not we'd like to see maybe a touchdown here or there, but uh, that's really I think that's really hopeful. And and like you said, Tampa has given up a ton of production um, to tight ends. When you adjust for strength of schedule, Tampa gives up 16. PPR points per game to tight ends, so that's uh, that's really really good point there. And I think I think Daniels is, I mean, probably the best streamer out there this week. Yeah, that's a, I would I would definitely say that. I don't know why I forgot it because I, I had him on. I, I basically picked him up in every streaming tight end league that I that I am in right now. That I didn't find a guy like or a plug and play guy um, like a Kelsey. So Daniels is basically in my lineup in all of those for what it's worth. So I'll I'll die with you when he doesn't perform. And we'll live and die. We'll live and die together. This is what's happening. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. And you got you got Flacco and Tory there too. Yeah, I mean basically we're all freaking in on the Ravens offense this week. Yeah, streaming wise we definitely are. Oh. Most certainly are. Man, that's scary. Oh, yeah. That's what, frightening. What have we done? Let's go Kubiak. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So that's who are the who are the defenses again? Just a recap. Uh, 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 Titans, uh, Chargers, and if you're in a super deep league with a bunch of de- degenerates who hog defenses, the Vikings. Cool. Um, and then I have Brian Hoyer, Joe Flacco, and Ryan Tannehill. And at tight end, we've got Luke Double L Wilson, Owen Daniels, and Jordan Reed, if he's still out there. Jordan Reed living the stream again. Yes, I'm so glad to have him back. You know who else is going to come back potentially next week is Tim Wright. Oh, boy. If, if they keep using Tim Wright, that'll be really fun. Yeah, I, I wanted, yeah, uh, I'm glad you mentioned him. He, I was shocked to see he only ran 13 pass routes against the Bengals. You know, he happened to catch, I think, five balls for 80-some yards and a score. So mm-hmm. his stat line looks great. But, I mean, yeesh, 13 routes. He's basically only only running routes on, like, a third of the, the of New England's pass plays. So that's right. that's concerning. But I hope I hope he returns. I hope he gets more run, and I would love to recommend him. Yeah, absolutely. He's I'm, My MFL 10s would love to recommend him, too. Oh, yeah, I bet. I got him in, like, the 19th round in all of those. But anyway, actually, can I just want to throw this out there? I just looked at my pros versus Joe's uh, standings in that yeah. best ball league. I'm in I'm in second place right now, but my quarterbacks are Sam Bradford, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Alex Smith. Oh God! Yeah, that's just what happens in best ball leagues, man. Yeah, don't need your quarterbacks. Anyway, we're not going to get into uh, questions this week. I mentioned that on Twitter because I'm I'm sick and I need to blow my nose. Um, <laughs> So, so instead of answering questions, I'm going to be blowing my nose. Denny, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? 
It's uh, at CDCarter13 on the Twitter. Uh, I write for the fake football. You can find defensive streaming stuff there. Uh, four for four. That's my quarterback streaming stuff. And um, XN Sports, where I write about kickers. So go wow. do that. I'm go 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 look at kickers. Did you a... did you recommend Matt Prater this week? Uh, no. Well, I write it. I write it on Fridays. Uh, so maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe, I, I've actually I'm I'm in I'm on such a cold streak with with kickers that I'm shocked people are still asking me for advice. Honestly, I mean <laughs> if you look at my recommendations, there's actually no reason <laughs> to ask me for advice. So you know probably that's probably what you get for writing a kicker column. Uh, no, and I I get it, but people you know it it's like clockwork. It's it's on Thursday afternoon, starting usually Thursday afternoon. Uh, uh, you know, being the, the resident kicker kicker expert, can, should I pick up one of these seven kickers? I'm like, I'm like, look, I'm gonna write the column, and you can if you want, but my picks have been horrible recently. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's a that's that's a pat on the back there. I mean, it's. I hate kickers so much. I wrote about the uh, the Detroit situation uh, on Number Fire. Basically, basically Lions kickers. Uh, below expectation have been playing they, they've been affording and losing uh four points per game for the lions this season oh my but see i yeah like like i'm in that's in in terms of expected points obviously right. it's it's just it's just horrendous only on, the only person the only team that's remotely close is is the Bengals because mike nugent's been so bad um but like it's just it's not even close they're just it, you know like they, they lost last week because of that um it's rough very rough. Kickers matter. They have feelings too. Kickers do matter, and my God, if you're looking to me for a kicker, I'd I'd, I'd recommend uh, the old, uh, uh, you know, dart throw for this week. Yeah, that's usually what I do. I I have a dartboard. I have actually have a dartboard in my in in my office with all 32 heads of the kickers. Oh wow! Yeah, I I just have. That's actually great. We need to brand that. Wow! Wow! That would. <laughs> Kicker was, dartboards. I my dartboard just has Peyton Manning's face on it. Is that weird? <laughs> or, yeah. Mine has mine has a giant picture of ZZ Jackerison. <laughs> the worst. So many parodies on parodies on parodies. Oh, you have eighty-seven parodies out there right now. It's really it's like it's like they're like procreating with each other, which <laughs> yeah. wow, that's to an entirely new level. But that's an interesting level that you took that to. Yeah, so. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm JJ Zacharies, and you can find me on Twitter at LateRoundQB and over at NumberFire, NumberFire.com. Lots of stuff going on there, um, as always. Uh, But sorry for keeping this one short. I will hopefully be healthy next week, and we can take Twitter questions, and I can read handles incorrectly. That sounds good. All right, Denny, let's go get some milkshakes. You down for that? Even though I'm sick, we won't we won't share them this time. Oh, yeah. okay, fine. All right, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you in week seven. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast.